Time now for the SCL Mortgage Show with your host, Sandy Clough, and co-host, Larry Jager. Stay tuned as we discuss everything mortgage. Educate, form, entertain. It's the SCL Mortgage Show. Now, here's your host, Sandy Clough, with mortgage industry veteran, Larry Jager. And good morning. Welcome once again to the SCL Mortgage Show. I'm Sandy Clough, alongside the president of SCL Mortgage, Larry Jager. Our phone number to call for SCL Mortgage is 303-790-2222. MySpecialMortgage.com is the website. And, Larry, it occurred to me that uh, uh, your loan officers, of course, need to be licensed to originate loans. And that is true in all the states in which you operate or just most of the states or some of the states. Um, good morning, Sandy. It's good to be here, as always. Um, boy, do we <laughs> we have lots of licensing. Oh, my gosh. Since, um, gosh, it was uh, 2009, I think, when um, we had the mortgage meltdown, and then all of a sudden we got this Dodd-Frank bill, and that went, oh, lots of licensing. There's a well, in, in answer to your question, yes, we have to be uh, licensed with what's called the NMLS, which is federal. And in every state that we go into, our loan officers and, and, and myself have to be licensed in each individual state. So, and, and that's um, interesting that you brought that up right now, because from November 1st to December 15th, that's when the licensing goes on. Right. So, yeah, I just took a, a 20 hour 20 hours in North Carolina plus another 3 and for every one of our loan officers that want to be in these certain states, there's, you know, there there's different requirements in different states, but there is some cost involved and the and the the licensing. So, it's pretty uh it's pretty intense. So, it, every year this time of year, we got to go through it. So, again, you're licensed in every state through the federal government. Correct. Right. There is um, Dodd-Frank created this thing called NMLS, which is a national mortgage licensing system, which has all of a sudden become really huge. So with that system, we get what's called a unique identifier. And that's an NMLS number that really tracks us for every loan file we do, every, every, everything. So you can see if the loan file is, is good, if it, if it goes into default. And, and it's, it's pretty intense, Sandy. It, it, it really is. But that's what they've done to, to sort of track loan officers' behavior and files and all that. So, um, so yes, it, that's part of the federal government. Then in each state, like Colorado, for example, we have something called DORA. And DORA, we have to be registered with them and licensed with them, and they track all of us as well. So it's pretty, uh, it's pretty intense. We go through background checks. We go through credit checks. We go through all kinds of stuff. And, and you know, that's probably a good thing. So we don't have any bad people in the industry, and everybody's got to go through it and, and, um, and get checked out. You use the word uh, or phrase, tracking behavior. Yes, Am I to infer from that that there was misbehavior <laughs> on a rather wide scale during the 2008-2009 years? 
Yes, you're you're absolutely right, Sandy. Unfortunately, there were no most states didn't have any licensing requirements, any anything. So, you know, it, it was it was crazy, crazy. Well, wild, wild, west, wild, wild it. west. Thank you very much. That's that's what it was. And there were people coming into this industry that maybe shouldn't have been in this industry. So that all changed, and a lot of the um, not so good characters got out of the business. So. So now you, I mean, you've got to pass a background check and you've got to pass a credit check. And if you've got, you know, a collections or judgments or stuff that you've defaulted on with the federal government, you're not going to get licensed. So we're, um, I, I like to think uh, the, the scale has been brought up a lot, which is, which is a good thing. So yeah, it's um, there's probably gosh, I don't even know how many licensed originators there are in the country, but it's got to be, I mean, tens and tens of thousands oh, of sure. people so around the country. So um, yeah, it's uh, both federal and state for the consumer. Do you think this is a good thing on balance? You know, I, I have mixed feelings about that. Overall, it's a good thing because there's there's good people in in the in the mortgage loan originator sector, and and good people in the industry right now. <clears throat> I think in some cases they maybe went a little too far, and I can think of one right now where now. If you want to order an appraisal, if an originator wants to order an appraisal, you don't go to the appraiser and say, hey, can you appreciate or can you appraise this property at such and such address? You have to go through an AMC, appraisal management company. They assign it to a local appraiser and who does the property inspection. Well, you know, that part of it, it maybe is okay, but the here, here's what's different about that, Sandy. Uh, people that want to be appraisers these days have to go a um, get a four-year degree, and then they have to go and appraise under another appraiser for two years. So all of a sudden... There's not, honey, <laughs> there's not many people in the appraisal business anymore because it's a lot of education. Then you got to be under somebody for two years and they actually make less money. So my fear is that appraisers are getting up in age and uh, we don't have anybody coming into the into the field anymore. So I think in some cases they went a little bit too far. But overall, yeah, it's it's a very good thing. I would assume that this licensing practice will not change much, if at all. And uh, it's fairly common knowledge that once the government institutes some sort of set of rules, right, right, right. They don't change once they're <laughs> established. Once they're they're there, it's like. Um Oh, it's like, uh, let's increase our sales tax by whatever, a dollar, 50 cents, whatever. But after we get this more revenue, then we're going to get it back. We, we've heard that around stadium construction, <laughs> for, for, for example, when public funds are used, which unfortunately still happens a little bit more than it should. I'm thinking of NFL more than anything else. Yeah, yeah. And taxes are imposed but even if there is a promise that they will be taken, taken away back. and taken yeah. back, 
they seem to stick around. They they do. <laughs> I think it's once the politicians receive that money, uh, they sort of get addicted to it, and it it never goes away. And and you know, it all loan officers in the country have to pay a certain number of fees. We have to do it to to register. We have to do it to get licensed. We have to do that. So again, there's a lot of money in this, and I I think it's never going to go away. And you know, part of it's okay. Part of it I, I have mixed feelings about, but you're right, Sandy. I don't think it's ever going to go away, and, and and most everybody's gotten used to it right now because it's been around for six, seven, eight years now. So it is what it is. Is it easier for a company such as yours, which is a smaller company, right, and a company that came into existence in January of 2015 when you first opened your doors? I know you conceived of it prior to that, but right. January of 15, you open your doors. Did you and have you found it easier to comply as opposed to what a larger institution might have to experience? An institution that, frankly, employs more people. Yeah. You know, it's it's the same for all people. If you're working at a smaller company or if you're working at a much, much larger company, everybody has to go through the same thing. So whether it's us, the the people we employ, or rather, or if it's a, a company of a of a you know three thousand or whatever number of people, everybody has to do the same thing. But here here's one thing uh, you probably didn't know: you can be a mortgage loan originator working for a bank, and you right. don't have to go through that. You don't have you, to go. through You that. do not. You don't have to go through the continuing education. You don't have to go through the all the testing and all that. They. The the FDIC says, okay, you work for a bank or a credit union, we're going to assume that they are teaching you all these rules and, and you know, do the right thing all the time. So, but as an independent company, not a bank, we have to go through it each and every year. So, yeah, each state is a little bit different. Like I, like I said, I just went through North Carolina's 20 hours Oof, that was a little painful stuff. I stuff I learned a long time ago, but it's their law, so so you got to do it. So that's it is what it is. We spoke uh, not a great length, but uh, in passing last week about a book, and I see you've brought it in today. And I just want to clarify uh, for those who may have been listening last week but not quite understanding what. You were saying you were quoting from a book. We did not actually have the author of the book on right. uh, as a guest. If there was any confusion over that, uh, uh, we apologize. But uh, we'll talk about that book a little more okay. when we continue here on the SCO Mortgage Show. Sandy Clough, Larry Jager, the president of SCO Mortgage on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. And we continue now with the SCL Mortgage Show. Sandy Clough with Larry Jager, the president of SCL Mortgage. The number for SCL, 303-790-2222. You'll always get a quick response and virtually an immediate response response from any one of Larry's loan officers. And of course, MySpecialMortgage.com is the website that uh, uh, we will discuss in a little more detail later on. But uh, Larry, we were talking over the break and we spoke a bit last week about a new book uh, you're reading entitled Second Chance. And 
no time better than the present to explain what this book might mean for our listeners, especially since I think this goes along with investing in real estate, which we talked about quite a bit over the last few weeks and months. Yes. So um, I was on Amazon ordering something, and I read this author's book, oh, probably four, five, six years ago. It was called Rich Rich Man, Poor Man. I'm sorry, rich, rich dad, poor dad. And the guy's name is Robert Kiyosaki. And he came out with this book not too long ago. It's called Second Chance. And it caught my eye because it says for your money, your life and our world. So I got it, and I'm, I have read most all of it. But there were some really interesting things in here, Sandy, that I thought our listeners would appreciate hearing. And so if I may, he said, I've, I highlighted some of the stuff in here. He said, millions of people are in financial trouble today because they call their homes and cars assets rather than liabilities. And he said, worst, worst of all, most people don't know, have an idea what an asset is. Well, I, okay, I agree with that. But on the other hand, if you have a house that has, maybe you paid cash for it, or maybe you've got a lot of equity over the past several years. So that equity, in my opinion, is an asset. Absolutely. Now, if you don't own your home free and clear, you have to write a check each month to pay the mortgage. So he's saying that, okay, you can't call that an asset because you have to write a check each month. Okay, and you got to pay your property taxes and you got to pay your insurance. But I think if it's, gosh, we've seen a lot of appreciation in Colorado the last several years and in many other states. So, and, and my wife and I are the same. I mean, we've gotten a lot of appreciation over the past year. So, to me, that that seems like an asset to me. It's on our balance sheet, and and so I, I don't know that I'm one to argue with Robert Kiyosaki, but but I I see what he's saying. But you know, everybody has a car, or just about everybody. And and if you didn't pay cash for it, you have a loan on it, so you got to write a check each month. But maybe your car's worth thirty thousand bucks, and and maybe you put a lot down. You got. in a loan, but that equity is still $15,000 in there. If you go trade that car in, you're going to get credit for your equity. So um, I I agree, but sort of don't. But it's, it's really interesting. He goes on to say, it's possible that the two most important words in money are cash and flow. Well, okay, I I totally get that. Cash flow determines whether something is an asset or a liability. And if you understand the meaning of two words, cash flow, asset, and liability, your chances for a richer life are greatly improved. So I get what he's saying. He's talking about having something that provides a cash flow for you every month. Or, or every year, whatever. And if you have, say, you've contributed to your 401 or your IRA for X number of years when we get to a point of retirement, we hope that that is going to provide us some cash flow every month to um, once, once you're retired. So um, he says most retirement plans are not assets. They are unfunded liabilities that will hopefully flow money out when your working days are over. So, okay, 
probably because you're contributing to that that uh, asset or that uh, uh, retirement plan every year. So you probably write a check. But again, I would say as the stock market goes up and when you get to a point of retirement, hopefully that will be able to provide you some cash flow and uh, for your tire for your retirement. But he um, he's where he's going on this because I've, I've read it. He's talking about um, buying investment properties, buying um, and and maybe taking out some debt is okay because if that cash flows, then you're going to be in a very good position, and you also have the tax advantages to write that off. So, it's um, it's I'm I'm really liking this, and and the for your listeners or for our listeners, Second Chance by Robert Kiyosaki. It's a great book. Well, uh, you've talked a lot about some of these subjects over the last few weeks correct months and again focusing on investment in real estate your advice continues to be that given the state of the market there's never been a better time to invest in real estate and i take it this book in many ways, which is a rather thick book. Uh, You probably made your way through it more quickly than most would. But this book reiterates the points you've been making over the last few months regarding real estate investment. That's right. He... um you know, not everybody can go out and be an entrepreneur. Maybe you don't not. have that desire. Maybe right. you don't. It's not in your DNA. And that's okay, right? Um, but he does go on to talk about um, a real estate professional and somebody who's a real estate entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So, and nothing against real estate agents because we got mm-hmm. a bunch of good ones. And they're, We've and, had uh, them on the show. We, we have, yeah. And uh, uh, Michelle was one mm-hmm. of them that uh, helped my wife and I get this property. Mm-hmm. And he will say, but he does say, and and again, this is not picking on real estate agents. You could you could be anybody for that for that matter. So he said, a real estate agent is self-employed because they work for money. Uh, in the form of commissions, and a real estate entrepreneur works for works to acquire real estate that produces cash flow. Okay, so that, I get that. If you're an entrepreneur, or even if you are not an entrepreneur, you can still invest in real estate, which will produce a cash flow. So he goes on to say that the real estate agent will pay the highest percentage in taxes and the real estate investor may pay zero in income taxes and increase his or her cash flow. So this works for um, works for taxed income and the real estate investor works or I'm sorry, he says the real estate agent works for taxed income and the real estate investor works for tax free income. So. Like I said, it's not not picking on real estate agents. It could pick on on anybody, but sort of, um, you know, you go through school and and a lot of people and and I have one comment on that that I think school should teach a different sort of curriculum. Uh, but you go through school and a lot of people have aspirations on this job or that job, but I think to to build that wealth that that people want and in their retirement it's a good idea to invest in income producing properties like real estate so um 
He says, and and back to my point, I've always thought that should a, um, when you're in school, maybe there should be a course on on in opening a checkbook. How sure. do you how do you balance a checkbook? And you know you can't overdraft your checking account, and it seems like there should be more of that. And I remember when I was um, very young, my dad opened a checking account for me, and I thought I could just write checks. Well, <laughs> obviously, he, there was a lesson that I had to learn in there. So, uh, yeah, I think he put fifty bucks in there, and I was I was just writing checks, and but. Obviously. So, I, you know, I think the curriculum could be changed a little bit more to um, for people that want to invest in, in whatever the, the cash flow or houses or any of that. So um, just my two cents on the on the curriculum in schools these days. Well, again, we'll uh, make mention of the book. It is Second Chance. And the author's name is Robert T. Kiyosaki. You got it. You All got right. it. Absolutely. And, uh, what's the subheadline under Second Chance for Your Money, Your Life, and Our World? Uh, author, of course, of the international bestseller Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which you yep. uh, referenced a little bit earlier. When we come back, uh, we will have customer emails, a segment we always enjoy because it's uh, current feedback from listeners. Uh, prospective customers, sometimes even past customers of SCL Mortgage. All emails that have been received within the last week. That is next as the SCL Mortgage Show continues on Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan. And for this segment, as we do on most, if not all, Saturday mornings between 7 and 8 Right here on Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan, it is time for customer emails. But before we get to that, 303-790-2222 is the number for SCL Mortgage. Sandy Clef with Larry Jager, of course, the president of SCL Mortgage. And Larry, MySpecialMortgage.com is a website that is constantly being revised, refined, and made more consumable for our That's listeners. Right. That's right. And, and I would encourage you all to go there, even before you call us or after you call us or what, whatever the case. But it's super, super easy. Um, you know, Sandy, you probably remember way back when we had our, our website we gave out was my, or, uh, SCLmortgage.com. But then we thought, okay, if there's people driving or you don't have a pen or whatever, it's, it's going to be hard to remember yeah. that because we got... Is it SCL or SLC or whatever the case? Right. So Carrie came up with the idea of let's have it myspecialmortgage.com. And it's much easier to remember. And yes, there he does a good job. He's always updating that. And I would encourage you to go there because all of our loan programs are there. All of our uh, loan officers are there. <clears throat> Excuse me. So uh, there's just a lot of really good information out there. And that's where these emails come from. All right. And um, without further delay, we'll get to those emails. Okay. So Dave uh, emailed and said, I listened to your show on 104.3 The Fan, and you talk a lot about bank statements for self-employed. But <clears throat> do you do commercial loans for my building? Well, th this, <laughs> this is really um, <clears throat> kind of interesting that he's calling and asking that because 
we are about to roll out commercial loans, Sandy, and we've found that there's a, a pretty big demand for those. And because we do all these um, uh, loans for uh, people that are self-employed and bank statement loans, all these customers or most all these customers own their buildings or they want to buy a building. In fact, one of my loan officers was telling me today that uh, <clears throat> he's he's changing houses, moving to a, another address, and he wants to uh, get rid of his spa. So he's talking to this guy who's got a very successful spa business, and he wants to buy the building. So I started thinking about this. This only makes sense that we should be able to offer commercial loans for our people. So Dave, um, yes, in the very, very distant, not very, very distant, very, very near future, we're going to be able to offer these loans. So we, we do want to keep in touch with you. Okay, so um, Steve emailed and said, I have a life-changing situation because of a divorce. So I need some help with a refinance and to get a person off title. Well, <clears throat> um, sorry that we have to go through that, but, you know, it's it, it happens. It's, it's a life event, and um, sometimes it, it happens a lot. But you know what? When, <clears throat> whenever that does happen, Sandy... Usually, or sometimes, people, one person wants to stay in the house and another person wants to exit the house and probably buy uh, something else. But usually, it's always part of the divorce decree that we have to have a refinance to get the other person off title because that would make it hard for them trying to go buy another house. So, um, <clears throat> Steve, we, we have done a I, I can't even tell you how many loans we've done with this situation. So, yeah, absolutely, we're going to be able to help you. And, and once we get the loan closed, then that uh, other person will come off title. <clears throat> okay, so uh, Molly said, we hear you on the fan with Sandy on Sunday mornings, and we wanted more information on lot loans and single-family construction loans. So we do that. We've talked about this over the past, uh, what, several weeks now. Uh, we came up with this program where we can give you money to buy a lot. Um, and, and actually, it, it could be a good-sized lot, up to 100 acres. Um, and the cool part about this is you don't have to have a timeline in which you want to build. Maybe you do have a timeline, but it's not required. And then we could get you the lot loan. And then when you have your plans to uh, to um, for the type of type of construction that you want, we're able to uh, get you that construction loan as well. And then when the house is done, you get a CO, which is certificate of occupancy, and then we're able to put a permanent loan on there. Hemet emailed and said, I have substantial assets, but not a lot of income because of the stock market. So is there something you can do to help me? Uh, actually, we can, Hammett. We have this program called uh, where we, we take your assets. It's called an asset-based loan, and we look at your assets um, in wherever accounts they are or maybe investment funds or whatever. And in many cases, we're able to apply a formula where we can give you a loan based on your assets. And it's usually about about 10 years. So we divide that those assets by 120 that becomes your income, and maybe you don't have a job, or maybe you're at retirement age or whatever, and that's perfectly fine, too. Okay, so um, 
Amy said, my husband and I are younger, but we heard you talking uh, to a young couple on your show and talking about building a real estate portfolio. Could you help us navigate our way to do that? Absolutely. We talked about that earlier in the show. We've talked about that over the last couple of weeks. And I, I enjoy talking about that because it's such a great way for younger people. Even even it doesn't even matter. My, I'm not a younger person anymore, but my wife and I just bought, just bought a, a rental property. So Which we'll talk about more in a few minutes. Okay. Okay. Perfect. So, uh, yeah, um, we'd be happy to help you, uh, Amy, and um, we'll get a hold of you. And I'm sure a loan officer already has. So um, we'll get you all that good information. Um, Catherine emailed. Oh, we have a lot of female uh, emails this week. My husband and I asked to uh, talk to you guys about a reverse mortgage. Well, actually, Catherine, we have uh, actually two or three of our loan officers right now that are really, really versed in reverse mortgages. Um, because you you could buy a house with a reverse, you could uh, what's called a heckum. You can refinance that loan. You don't pay off the current mortgage, and you don't have another mortgage. So, yeah, we have um, several of our loan officers are are able to talk to you about that. <clears throat> okay, uh, Neil emailed and said, "I need some cash, but I don't want to necessarily take out a new mortgage." So are you able to help me? By the way, we have listened to your show for years. Well, Neil, I'm glad you called because (laughs) uh, you never know when that time is. So I think in in your situation, let's look at all the options. Maybe it makes sense to do a new refi and put a loan on your house, uh, depending on what you're paying off, depending on how long you're going to stay in your property. Or, or maybe it makes sense to to try another route. Maybe it's a HELOC. Maybe it's a second. Um, so we'll take a look at all the options and then um, help you decide what's best for your family. Uh, let's see. Do we have time for one more, Sandy? One more. Okay. So <clears throat> Carrie emailed and said, we used another mortgage company in town without any luck. But my husband wanted to use them because... <laughs> He had heard good things about him, but they don't do bank statement loans, and I understand that you guys do. Well, there's there's very, very few of us, Carrie, who do bank statement loans, uh, and we've been doing them since the inception of the company, so we know them very, very well. And if you, you are self-employed, we would love to help you out with that loan, and um, maybe you even need a commercial loan in, in, in going forward, so... Thanks again for the email, Kerry. We appreciate it. All right. And our thanks go out to Dave and Steve, as well as Molly, Hammett, Amy, Catherine, Neil, and Kerry for their emails this week. And we will be uh, coming back to customer emails a week from today on the 12th of November. And again, there'll be fresh emails having been received within the last week. SCL Mortgage phone number again, 303 790 2222myspecialmortgage.com is the website, and we will come back and talk a little bit more about the book mentioned earlier entitled Second Chance. That's next on the SCL Mortgage Show right here on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. And as always, thanks for listening to uh, the SCL Mortgage Show. I'm Sandy Clough with Larry Jager as we come down the home stretch for this fifth day of November 2022. We broadcast 
every Saturday morning between 7 and 8 right here on Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan. All right, Larry, I'd like to go back to the book you're reading. Okay. And we discussed it earlier, but it really does seem to fit into what you've spoken about so much over the last few months, you and your wife recently buying a property, correct? We did. We did in in, um, in Castle Rock. And, you know, I, I had to do the math, Sandy. I, I thought this was a really good investment for us, but, but interest rates ticked up a little bit since they were where they were last year. But I did the math. And for those of you who um, are listening and don't know this, there are just a ton of good tax write-offs on an investment piece of property. Well, on, on your own property, you can write off the interest. But on an investment piece of property, so here's what I did. Because the you have a payment, P&I, you're able to write off the interest, right? So I calculated the amount of interest that we're going to pay each year. And then I calculated the amount of taxes and homeowner's insurance that we're going to pay each year and the amount of HOA that we're going to pay every month. And there's another thing that people may not know about is that you can depreciate this asset over 27.5 years. So you take what you paid for the property and divide it by the 27.5 years, and it comes out to be a pretty substantial number, Sandy. In our case, it was like uh, almost $17,000 a year. So I say, okay... This property is going to cost us this much per year. And in our case, it's about a break-even situation. So um, after we collect the rents from the um, from the, the people who are renting it from us, we have to pay the mortgage and the, all that stuff. So it's a very, very small negative. But when I look at it with all these tax write-offs, we're about $53,000 ahead of the game at the end of the year. So the idea is, I mean, and they're all legitimate tax write-offs and, and depreciation. So the idea in my mind is I, I don't I don't want to pay more than my fair share of income taxes. So we all have to pay some, but some if you don't, then that's okay too, because you know, we happen to have a CPA who's very good at this, and she's gonna say, Okay, you can do that, or you can't do that, or you can do this. But to me, if you could deduct fifty three thousand dollars off of your earnings for the year, that's a pretty substantial number. So again, I would say to our, our listeners, if you have any inclination in rental properties or investing in that, give us a call and we can we can square you away and, and uh, turn you on to a very good realtor as well. <clears throat> Lots of uh, intelligence uh, <laughs> contained within this book, uh, it would seem like. And um, I, I know there's more information that uh, we haven't gotten to today that I haven't asked you about today. But uh, if there's anything more to add that you feel might be useful for our listeners, go right ahead. I, I, I would love to. There, I, I highlighted this one paragraph. It's, it actually is called A Second Chance. So a shot at a second chance in life requires a person to have the courage to see what other people don't see. A second chance requires a person who dares to be creative and spontaneous and a person who can come up with multiple answers to solve a problem. Uh, a person who can accept facts and isn't prejudiced, pre prejudiced, I'm sorry. So 
you know, it, it all sounds really good, and we all want to to have these um, characteristics, but maybe we have some, maybe we don't have more. But I think, in, in at least in my world, if I push myself to another sort of unknown, I'm able to develop these things uh, more frequently. So a second chance requires self-esteem, confidence, achievement, respect for others, as well as respect for everybody. In a single room, or a single word rather, self-esteem requires courage. And you know, we all, I think we all have courage to some degree, maybe some of us have more than others, but um, um you know, you don't know what you don't know. And if you don't step out, sometimes you you are um, maybe you're limiting yourself or maybe you you should step out in a world that's not familiar with you. And, and sometimes that's a very good thing. And, you know, he does go on to say something we, we talked about earlier. Maybe schools should teach more about investing and, and even balancing your checkbook and, and stuff like that that's applicable in, uh, in today's world. So, um, you know, I just I, I'm really um, there's a lot of good quotes in this book, Sandy, and a lot of things that uh, make me want to push myself to unknowns and this book has really done this so i'm i'm super happy that uh, that i found it well uh we're pleased to share some of the insights uh, on this book with our listening audience uh i did note that you mentioned interest rates a few minutes ago yes might you tell us where they are as of this fifth day of November 2022 and what they've been doing, how they've been behaving yeah. over the last few weeks. Well, um, yes, uh, we don't <laughs> we don't have 2020 and 2021 anymore. No. But you know what? Uh, like you and I have talked about this. We, we looked at a graph, I think, of about 50 years and interest rates were, you know, in the five, six percent range. And that was pretty normal. So that's about where we are now, a little more towards 6%. But I think in in terms of owning your home, why would you not want to have a mortgage as opposed to be in a renter? And there's so many great tax advantages. That's the key question. Absolutely. That you want people to ask themselves, are you better off renting or owning a home? That's exactly it, Sandy, because as if you're renting, there's no tax write-offs. There's absolutely none. But if you have a mortgage, that interest payment that you're paying on your mortgage is tax deductible. So let's just say if you got a $2,500 a month mortgage payment, in the very first you know, 5, 10 years, most of it is mortgage. So let's say it's twenty or $2,000 per month that you're paying in interest. Well, that's $24,000 per year. So you can write that off on your income taxes so you don't have to pay. But if you're renting, there's just no there's no tax write-offs. And even though rents are really high right now, it's um, to me if you're thinking about it, I can I can tell you all the right reasons why you should own your home and maybe you want to invest in real estate. So, yeah, interest rates are what they are. Uh, we can't change that. And, you know, the Fed did what they were going to do this week. And so 
that's not always good for rates, but it is what it is. So I say do the math. Let's figure out the situation that you're in, and if we can help you, then that's what we want to do. 303-790-2222 is the number to call if you're looking for that kind of help, that kind of advice. Uh, Advice is free of charge. Absolutely. And you will always tell people if it's better for you in six months, let's wait six months. Right. You are not doing a hard sell telling people anything resembling now or never. Absolutely not. The, the, the advice is free. The phone call's free. We're not going to pressure you to do anything at all. If it makes sense for you to do something, then you will figure that out and, and we will help you in any way we can. But no, there's no, there's no pressure. There's no anything like that. I'm, none of our loan officers would, would ever do that. So if it's something that makes sense for you, then great. If it makes sense in six months from now, then let's talk in six months. But we, um, we have good quality loan officers in our shop and that always want to take good care of you. 303-790-2222, myspecialmortgage.com, of course, as always, is the website. We've got uh, a little less than two minutes uh, remaining. The Broncos don't play this week, right. which uh, may or may not be good news. Uh, they have their bye week, of course, in week nine, and they come back in Nashville against the Tennessee Titans in uh, eight days. But uh, they were active this week at the trade deadline particularly in trading Bradley Chubb, uh, the outside linebacker, and first-round draft choice back in 2018, top-five pick to the Miami Dolphins for uh, an exchange of uh, lower-round picks. There was a running back, too, from Miami who came back to Denver, but essentially the deal is Chubb for a first-round choice. And I must confess, Larry, that uh, I was one of those people who didn't believe the Broncos could get a first-round choice. Right. But I thought George Payton was very shrewd in putting it out there or leaking that, uh, (laughs) oh, there were several teams who were willing to give Denver a first-round pick for Bradley Chubb. I still don't believe that. Uh, But it only takes one to bite. That's right. And they found a team, and there aren't many of these kinds of teams, that both visualize itself as a contending team, but is desperate to plug a hole that they consider to be a major weak spot. The Miami Dolphins are the only team in the NFL to beat the Buffalo Bills, generally considered to be the best team in football. Right. They did that without Bradley Chubb. But to truly contend in the same division with that best team in football, they felt they needed to improve their defense generally and specifically their pass rush, which has not been great this right. year. Uh, they have a fair number of draft picks, so trading away one, even a first-rounder, is not going to cripple them in the draft. Right. It does get the Broncos back into the draft, but if the Dolphins are as good as they think they now are, it will be a lower first-round draft choice. I think it's a shrewd move because they got a first-rounder for a fellow, I believe, at best— among current healthy Broncos, yeah, 
is no better than the fifth best defender on the football team behind Satan, Simmons, DJ Jones, and Draymond Jones. Yep. Not necessarily in that order either. I happen to think Draymond Jones is the best defensive player on the Broncos and the best player the Broncos have on their football team at the present time. I think they could have gotten a first-round choice for Draymond Jones. I was surprised that they got a first. Yeah. Full Bradley yeah, Chubb. Yeah, he may. Some people say he he may be a better player than Bradley Chubb. So I, I got to ask you, Sandy. I don't know if you saw the Forty uh, ers game with the um, with did. the Rams. Oh, your, your boy did well. <laughs> he <laughs> did well. <laughs> I think there's only three people that have ever done that. Yeah, and it hadn't been done in 17 years. Ladanian Tomlinson in 2005 ran for a touchdown, threw for a touchdown, and caught a touchdown pass in the same game. Right. I believe that might have been against the Broncos, but we don't <laughs> need to get into that. Um, but Christian McCaffrey did it against the Rams, and uh, for now, that looks like a trade that even though the 49ers gave up far more yeah. than uh, the Dolphins did for Chubb, right. uh, Miami and San Francisco are two of those win-now teams that's what they have in feel mind. Feel that the window is rather narrow, and of course, the Dolphins undefeated this year with Tua, tag, uh, with Tua yeah. Tunga Vailoa quarterback. Uh, they are undefeated in uh, this current season. All right, that'll do it for the SCL Mortgage Show on this particular Saturday morning. But Larry will be back next Saturday morning, and I look forward to seeing you then. Look forward to it, Sandy. Thank you. I appreciate it. More ahead. With the SCL Mortgage Show a week from today, same time, same station on Denver's Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Thanks for listening to the SCL Mortgage Show with Sandy Clough and mortgage expert Larry Jager. If you missed a portion of the show or want to listen to the program again, listen to podcasts at the SCLMortgageShow.com. Questions or assistance with a loan? Call their main office in Denver at 303-790-2222 or online at MySpecialMortgage.com, NMLS, 120 